What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. <laughs> we are socially constipated. This, of course, Gridiron Grunts, our Wednesday show. Seth and I are here to spit some NFL game at you. Um, this week, we are continuing our series, working through the divisions of the NFL and giving you a preview of course, leading up to uh, the season opener in uh, a couple of months here. So last week we talked about the NFC South, which we think that Tampa will win again uh, with Carolina. We're predicting a pleasant surprise out of. And this week we're going to take a look at the AFC South, which is another interesting division. We'll give you a rundown on Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, and Jacksonville in just a few minutes. But we're going to get into at least one headline first. So let's go ahead and step into our bathroom reading for the week. Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. The Aaron Rodgers saga continues to unfold. And I don't know that there's a specific headline or event or anything from this past week, but I'm hearing rumblings and or uh, people's opinions. I don't know why. Maybe you can explain to me. It seems like people's expectation is changing and that some people are more optimistic about Rodgers actually playing for the green and gold this fall. I, I don't think there's anything specific either. I think it's kind of gotten to the point, though, with him that it would be really a disadvantage for him. I, I know we talked about with like the money and everything like that. He could definitely take the hit in terms of, or maybe not definitely, but he could probably take the hit with his finances. But I think with the tide that's turning is his seeing him in the public a little bit. I'm just thinking through this out loud. Maybe <laughs> he's been doing a lot of golf stuff lately last week with the match um, with him and, and Brady versus or him and Bryson DeChambeau versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. A lot of stuff happened with that, just general interactions between him and Tom Brady, and then also the commentators and stuff. They ha- they talked a lot about him and, and playing football and try to get some answers out of him. And then since then, he has he does this annual tournament where a bunch of players and different people in different sports come, football, baseball, basketball, do a, a golf tournament. And even there, a lot of people are saying, like, he's looking like he's in shape, and he's throw- he was throwing the ball throughout. I sent you a video where he chucked a ball like – how many yards into a into a, a boat and there's just been a lot of talk about him and throwing and and you know how good a shape he's in and stuff and it just seems that he's not like putting his his feet in the mud and being like you know not doing anything a lot of times with like Brett Favre back in the day he just wouldn't see him until the very last second um until he mm-hmm. you know decided to come back or whatever and he's kind of doing the opposite he's out there facing everyone throwing the football around it just seems to me like he's he's in the uh, mindset to play and the only option at this point is for him to play the Packers. So I know I was talking like I don't think he was going to come back. I, I would lean more towards him coming back. I think he'll end up being playing for the Packers. How that turns out, who knows? You know, because there is probably still going to be some contention. And, you know, who knows how this affects him in terms of his mindset with playing for the Packers this year. But I think that I th- I, I think he'll I think he'll suit up. I think he'll be. If, if not week one, I think he'll definitely be on the field at some point next year. This makes me think of a few, a few things. One, can you, can you, I don't know if you are the historian on this whole saga or not. So maybe this is an unfair question. Did Rogers ever himself say, or like through his agent say he will not play? Or is that something other people like, I, it, 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 can we count on the fact that he at one point said, I'm not fucking playing for Green Bay? Or is that made up? I mean, he hasn't said anything publicly regardless. People have asked him, and he said, basically the questions that were people were asking him are, 
are you going to be playing for the Packers this year? And he said, yeah, we'll see. Like, that was kind of the thing he got. Are we going to see you this year? One of the commentators said, are we going to see you this year? And he said, we'll see. So that's probably the closest thing he's gotten to to confirming any sort of issues. But I think all of the stuff that's come out so far is like he said, she said, or a, a combination of different grievances he's had over the years. Cause the reason I ask is it's very possible, I think, going down your road of, of you know, let's say he's planning to play. It's not unheard of uh, for a vet to sit out some of camp eat some cash, relax a little bit, take a vacation. You know what I mean? Like this happened. We've seen vets hold out and end up playing week one. This isn't a a contract holdout necessarily. So maybe he has always planned on going back and just wanted more of the summer to himself to hang out with Shailene Woodley and play golf (laughs) with TB. Like I can't blame the guy. This is PTO for him. You know, if you look at it one way, Uh, well, it's actually the opposite. He's paying to take it off, but (laughs) I could see that as being the potential possibility and that this whole thing has been overblown. Maybe as a second alternative, something did change. Maybe there was a conversation and he's feeling better about it. The third thing I think, and this is more, you know, you know how much I like drama. Doesn't, doesn't him being out and about and photographed and the, the, like his mannerism and his attitude in some of these interviews, it looks like he's having a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And that's great for him. I love that for him. Is it possible, is it too much of a stretch that he's not doing the far thing and hiding in part because it's either a way to like spite Green Bay, like an ex-girlfriend, yeah, like posting a bunch true. of photos about how much fun they're having <laughs> or to show them, that's look true. how fucking popular I am. I don't need mm-hmm. you. I am mm-hmm. incredibly famous on my own. So it could also be that all yeah. of all of this stuff he's out doing is as a fuck you. I'm not accusing him of that. I don't know. But those yeah. are a few of the ways that in my head you can kind of justify him being out and about as much. Also, I maybe he just, that. you know, maybe he wants that drama to be, maybe it's true how these guys sometimes say the agent's handling that. That's not something I'm thinking about. I've never believed that. Maybe it's true in his case and he just wants to have some fun. I There's a lot of different ways that could go, but the the clips I saw of him did seem like he was enjoying himself and he yeah. didn't seem... There was there was nothing he was like shooting down about the Packers. Um, he didn't even give any like... Unless I missed it, he didn't give any of those like condescending Rodgers answers that he was giving last <laughs> season. Right. So, you know, maybe he's just trying to play it politically down the middle or something, but there's a lot of different ways that these appearances of his could be perceived for me until he steps on the field i don't expect him to do so when he does i'll be like cool you know glad they were able to work it out good for good for him if that's what you want to do now you can beat minnesota twice um (laughs) but uh i don't i i think i'm i'll I'll believe it when i see it but i agree with something you said a couple of weeks ago that the league is better when he's playing so if he's in there it's better for everybody i like your your thought though i mean and that could definitely be it of like he's he's out there living life having fun and meanwhile the gm of the packers is pooping his pants because he mm-hmm. they're gonna have a losing season without him so yeah i <laughs> that could be it too i think ultimately though like if that's the case and that's what he's doing i think ultimately then the packers probably have to give in at that point and either somehow desperately find a trade um, and get less for them than he's worth or they pay him a lot of money and maybe trade for someone like I think it's going to require like we need a weapon and pay like that's from Roger's side we need a weapon and I need money guaranteed money I think that's probably would be the 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 result for him to stay in the Packers 
if like to agree tomorrow, like he come, that would be it. Or he just is too tired of sitting on his butt while the season's going on and wants to get out there and play. Who knows? Man, I hope he doesn't play for the Packers, though. <laughs> Maybe a quarterback goes down during training camp or something like a big big time quarterback goes down and maybe a team like sells the farm for him and said okay like maybe a team that's close that's like really close to a super bowl i can't name one off the top of my head the vikings <laughs> i'll give you this scenario right here i'll and i'll give you two teams both in the afc the chargers and the colts if Wentz or mm. Herbert went down during camp, I could see one of them, and they both seem to me to have the assets to do it if they really wanted to. I could see one of them doing it and saying, okay, we're going all the way this year. Maybe there are other better examples, and we're going to talk more about Indianapolis in a few minutes here. But that's who comes to mind when you when you lay that scenario out for me. I, I could see that. I, I could also see maybe like the Cowboys. <laughs> like if Dak <laughs> goes down, if Dak goes down again and Jerry's tired. Uh, he doesn't want to repeat a last year. Maybe he calls up Green Bay and says, hey, three firsts, two seconds, <laughs> and Zeke <laughs> for, like, Amari Cooper, maybe. Like, they just put a bunch of people up for Rodgers. That would be fascinating, actually, because then, well, Rodgers doesn't really have that much say in any of this. But no. um, if you are Rodgers, you're getting dealt to possibly a worse situation because of what <laughs> they would need to unload to get him. Yeah. So They're praying. I, They're praying he, for someone to go down. And yeah, I want Rodgers to get whatever it is he wants. If what he wants is to win a Super Bowl in the next one or two seasons, I honestly don't think there's a better option than staying on Green Bay. As shitty as it might Probably. be, I don't know because of what you'd have to unload to get him. I don't and or if he's able to somehow get out of this, not play this year and go into free agency. Mm -hmm. Besides that, I don't see a world where he ends up in a better situation in terms of the roster now maybe right. he'll be happier on dallas because they'll let him make the playbook and whatever else and he'll make you know cd lamb into the mvp but there's not a better ro there's probably not five better rosters than green I, bay right now right i think like, i i think if if the because there was rumors of of san francisco i think if he went to san francisco i think that would make them an immediate contender that i would um, agree with you on that one that's a great spot that defense is better than the Packers. And the Packers have some really good pieces on defense, but they have a much better defense than the Packers and more weapons. I think they're a quarterback swap from being completely different teams. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I, th I think that if, depending on how Garoppolo and or uh, Trey Lance turns out, the Niners could be really good. They could also be really bad too, <laughs> just with a few injuries. So th that'll be interesting. But yeah, I think that that would be the one team that he could go to and like he's automatically better there from that point if Rodgers gets out of the a nfc north and you will be so happy and then mm -hmm. he walks into the nfc west i will be equally pissed <laughs> <laughs> that is not what i would like you know what well, i actually hope happens i hope he doesn't go to green bay but instead he goes to detroit <laughs> and so he still beats the vikings twice but also he has to be on detroit and maybe jared goff is the next franchise quarterback for the green bay nobody saw that coming you, you think he doesn't have weapons in Green Bay. <laughs> name a receiver. One. Name one receiver on the Lions. That's not that's not the tight end. An actual wide receiver. Uh, I I want <laughs> I want the folks at home to know that I edited down how much time I thought about this. <laughs> I am not sure I'm gonna get there, dude. I know one, and they signed Brashad Perriman this offseason, but that's their number one receiver is Brashad Perriman. Wow. He's a, he's, a, he's a third or fourth wide receiver on almost every other team. 
Yeah, I don't think he was even owned in our fantasy league last year. Um, the team he just came from, if he was there, st- he was on the Jets last year. If he was, and actually, he might not even been on the Jets. No, he was last year. If he he wouldn't now with how who they drafted and signed, he would be the third or fourth wide receiver there. If he would have even stayed with his last team. <laughs> Poor Lions, they're gonna struggle. Um, yeah, Hawkinson will oof. be interesting, but yeah, we got an old somehow got to the Lions from there. But we should probably uh, talk about a different division, huh? We should, yeah. We're going to come back to the NFC North at some point, uh, and we'll shit on the Lions even more then. Uh, but we got some other teams to shit on this week. Before we dive into our AFC South preview, want to remind folks, uh, head on over to sociallyconstipatedpod.com, join our mailing list, and also click through to our episodes, which are all out there, and join in the comment thread out there. Let us know who your Super Bowl pick is. Right now, I am on the Rams over the Chargers, and Seth is on the Chiefs over Tampa. Let us know who yours is so you can document that so you can be the first one to have gotten it right. Are you, I, I hear just, a sigh over there, Seth. Are you thinking about making a change already, man? No, I'm, I just, I just, I think it's funny with you and the Chargers. I really do. Cause you've been, it seems like every other year, the Chargers are your pick and they always disappoint in the worst way possible. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait to come back to talk about the Chargers because I, I will talk about them later when we get to that division. <laughs> I can't quit them. I, I don't know why. I, I'm, it's, it's insane. I'm border. I almost talk as much about the Chargers as I do about the Rams. Uh, <laughs> if, if people didn't know better, you wouldn't, they wouldn't know what uh, team you're a fan of, which LA team. Well, I just, you know, I'm an LA guy. <laughs> anyway, let us know. If you agree with me that the Rams will win the Battle of LA, comment that in the, in the <laughs> comments on the website so that you can brag to everybody else that you got it right early. Also, comment if you want to be a part of a fantasy league uh, based around this show. We're looking for some potential individuals to join that up, and Seth can do the commissioning on that one. And just more generally, you know, comment on what you think of uh, some of the bet picks that we're going to be making throughout the rest of this episode. And then also on the website, uh, links out to all of our socials, and you can follow all of us individually and the show on all platforms. And sometime very soon, we're going to start getting that newsletter out weekly. So if you're already on that mailing list, uh, you can look forward to that. Last thing on the site is we, I just, uh, just the other, just last night, actually, uh, we gave away some tickets that we drew for a couple weeks back. Uh, Jill Buckendall was the uh, winner of a pair of tickets. And she already told me she's going to see Bo Burnham inside in a couple weeks. So you'll hear more about that on Friday on the Entertainment Outhouse. But lots of good stuff. Uh, follow us, interact with us everywhere you can. Uh, and the best place to start is sociallyconstipatedpod.com. When you get there, also think about hitting the uh, button to become an anchor wanker as well. Wanker. We really appreciate those of y'all who are already doing so. So that's the commercials for the week. Let's dive into our division preview of the AFC South. And the AFC South, I don't know, historically for me, it's, it's a weird division. Like you always have at least one pretty solid team in this division. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of mediocrity, and in most years, just the absolute bargain basement dumpster fire team. Mm -hmm. And that seems like it will continue to be true with slight edits this season. So let's take a run through. We're going to go in the order that these teams finished last year, which means we're going to start with the Tennessee Titans, who I think continue to be a very fascinating team uh, Mm -hmm. coming off a strong season last year, got into the playoffs and lost uh, this time to Baltimore after having beaten them in the prior two playoffs. They return the nucleus of their team. Uh, You've got Ryan Tannehill continuing his career resurgence. Uh, Derrick Henry is back as well. Quite a few changes on this team, so we'll we'll go through those 
and and look at what's going to be new about the Tennessee Titans. Let's start by looking at the free agency grade. Again, we are looking at cbs.com, cbssports.com, and we'll link to this uh, out there on the website so you can follow along. Okay, so CBS Sports is giving the free agency for the Titans a C+. Um, so let's take a look at what, what they acquired here. So I think maybe the headliner here is going to be Bud Dupree. They sign him off of the Steelers for five years, 85 million bucks. Seth, this is a really nice outside linebacker, and Tennessee Mm -hmm. is a team that needed it. I'm not sure how much Bud Dupree tape you have watched lately. You think he's really going to move the dial on this defense? Yeah, he's a a big part of the. I I believe he was on the Steelers prior. Yep, yep. He was a huge part of that defense. That's going to be a big blow for them, and I think they had a lot. They have a lot of holes, um, and especially going into this offseason, they had a lot of holes uh, on the defense with the Titans. I think Bud Dupree does a lot to at least, you know, maybe not fix that Titans defense entirely, but at least kind of put a little stopgap in it for now as they either, you know, draft some more people or you know find have you know sign some more people in the in the offseason next year. I think. He's, he's going to at least stabilize that defense a bit uh, in the in the short term. I would agree. And I, I think one of the troubles that they had last season is I don't think they had a single sack. Like, they were getting no <laughs> yeah. pressure on anyone, and that's how you get completely roasted by Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is by not getting yep. pressure. So Bud Dupree is going to help with that. Excellent pass rusher. They also added Danico Autry from the Colts. He's a defensive end. I don't know much about this cap, but, you know, it, they paid him $7 million a year. So yeah. he's either going to add to the depth on that defensive line or potentially add some pass rush skills as well. They also bring in Janoris Jenkins, who's moved around a little bit, but most recently on the Saints. And from the Browns, they get Kevin King. So on the back end, it looks like they've added, you know, added a couple of guys too. Janoris Jenkins, once upon a time, incredibly solid corner. I, I don't know yeah. how age has changed him, if at all. But a couple of veteran players, a couple of younger guys. They re-signed Jayon Brown, who they've had. Only a one-year deal, though, $5 million. And then they lose... Sorry, I don't know what this is. This is an ad. What up, fam? It's your homie Ice Cube. Here with the big three monster energy. Ice Cube, he's joining the podcast. Holy shit. I don't know where this is coming from. So again, a a note for the folks listening at home. (laughs) One One of these websites just started playing some show and we'll probably we probably kept a little bit of that audio in there uh we'll we'll keep that some guy was just absolutely screaming right in the middle of gridiron grunts no respect whatsoever oh that's fucking funny i was in the middle of saying that made me giggle what was i trying to say before that guy started fucking wailing they added uh corners and Mm -hmm. and pass rushers so it seems to me like these were weaknesses of of that defense specifically Mm -hmm. that needed addressed and and last year i think that if their defense was even like mediocre, they were like a bottom third defense last year. If they were able to achieve middle of the pack or better, then that mm-hmm. team is a real fucking threat because that offense has been so good. And not mu- not a ton changed on the offense, but there were some key, a couple of key changes. Corey Davis, big bodied wide receiver, he is now gone, as well as Jonu Smith, mm-hmm. uh, one of the really good receiving tight ends in the league. They do though add Julio Jones. To this, to this Monstars group of offensive skill players. So now you're looking at Tannehill, Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and all of those guys are like 6'4", 240, like on average. <laughs> so yep. these guys are huge beasts. So, Seth, when you think about this defense potentially improving with these new ads, they hope, and 
the offense, you know, if they can achieve what they have been, I, I don't even want to say improve because they've been, they've had the most touchdowns over the last two seasons of any offense, including the Chiefs. It's a surprising stat for some. Is this a team that with a little bit of improvement along the defense, the addition of Julio Jones, do you see them like getting as deep as say like the conference championship? Because it seems like if they do improve at all, that's the next level for them. I don't know. I think this team may have, may be pretty stagnant this year. Mm-hmm. I think the other, th- the other thing that kind of drives me to that is their offensive coordinator is gone and he's kind of been the guy to, you know, have this resurgence with Tannehill and, and make that offense, you know, more suited towards him. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the new offense comes in and maybe do they change things up? I mean, you have Derrick Henry, so you're going to hand it off a lot, but how much of, uh, I believe the, the prior coordinator is Arthur Smith, if that's, if I remember right. But he, the, you know, how much of that was his, you know, his schemes and his playbook that caused them to be, so, you know, productive. I think that's, especially with the first year of a new coordinator, that can be tough sometimes after coming from a system you've had for a little while. So I don't know. I, in terms of the offense, I think they, the offense, the weapons take a step back, even with the addition of Julio. Janu Smith is a very, very good tight end. Corey Davis is a former first round pick. And I know, you know, that's something that I even myself use a lot as like, oh, that's a level of talent. Not always the case, but he was really good last year. He might have, I think he was at or just around a thousand yards. He had games with multiple touchdowns. He, had, he definitely had a multiple hundred yard games last year, too. So he was productive when he was out there. Julio, who knows? You know, is, is he going to be fully healthy? Is is he going to take a step back? I doubt it, but there's a question mark there. The the replacement tight end, Anthony Ferkser, is not, you know, he's he's not a name. He looked okay in some time last year, but is he going to be is he going to be good enough to replace John Smith in, some, in terms of that production? So there's some question marks for me. I, I don't know if they get better. I don't know if they get worse. Maybe they're exactly the same. I'm interested, though. I always like the Titans. They do. I like the way this team plays. They're a sexy, fucking fast, big team, and that's exciting. I think to clear up the coaching piece, uh, Arthur Smith, who was the offensive coordinator, he's now the head coach in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah. And they also took the defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, to Atlanta, <laughs> which I don't know why you're hiring the defensive coordinator from last year's Tennessee defense at all, yeah. but they did it. And De- um, Dean Pease, <laughs> he does pee. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe just that. So similarly to how you were saying, it is tough when you change offensive coordinators, that offense is changing in a big way. Who knows if that'll be positive or negative, but they're going to have to pick that stuff up. Similarly though, on the defensive side, maybe that defense is better just because of the coaching change and who they've brought in. Yeah. They, the guy that they replaced. He just lets uh, it flow out there. (laughs) Shane Bowen is the defensive coordinator. He used to be an offensive outside linebackers coach. So he's a position coach. So maybe not a lot of changes to the offense. But we'll see. I, I tend to be in agreement with you. I think that they very nearly reached their top potential in these last two seasons. Yeah. And nothing they've done so far makes me think that they've made a big jump. And so I'm inclined to believe that they'll do the same thing. Like, you know, make their way into the playoffs and win a game and lose, you know, to yeah. the Bills in the second round of the playoffs. Like if and I don't mind that because I'll watch them all year, but I, I think for me, it's weird because most teams are going to trend up or down. I I tend mm-hmm. to agree. I think Tennessee might just be the fucking same again. Yeah. And I think they also did lose some offensive linemen. So that might be interesting to see how that works with Henry. Maybe, you know, does, is he is productive this year? But then also with the defensive ads, I, you know, Kevin King is fine. 
Janoris Jenkins was, you know, he, he was at one time great, but you know, he was, he went to the giants and wasn't great. Kind of had a bit of resurgence in, with the saints, but he wasn't the number one cornerback there. Mm. He was always, he, you know, he was always the second or I, I think towards the end, he kind of moved around a little bit too, and might've covered some nickel at times, but so is he going to have to be the number one guy there now? Uh, it, and is he going to be able to take that on? He's a little older too. So did I, did they, did they still don't have the Super Bowl? the guy from, um, from the Patriots who, what's his name? Malcolm Butler. Butler. Uh, he's not there anymore. No, is he? No, he's not there. No. Yeah. So that, that's, I mean, he, he hasn't been amazing since he left the Patriots, but he's still, you know, a probably would be the starting corner on that team if he was still there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think that defense really got that much better to to offset some of the d- deficiencies of the offense or potentially with the new coordinator. So I don't know. They're they're not as sexy of a team for me as they have been in the years past. If, they're, uh, if their defense stays bad and their offense has to throw more and give it to Derrick Henry more, I'll be fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about their head coach, Mike Mike Vrabel on Tennessee. It was a real surprise, I think, when they added uh, Tannehill a couple of years ago and were immediately super dope, and they've stayed that way since then. And what Mm -hmm. I like about Tennessee is that they have an identity that's clear. Like, you know, when I say I like watching Tennessee, you know why. I don't need to explain it to you. And it you can tell that that is an extension of Rabel's personality. He's a former linebacker. He's a tough fucking dude. Yeah. Um, you see videos of him like in there, like roughing up guys in there in like drills. He'll like get in and mix it up with them. I I don't. I feel like he gets a lot of positive energy, but I don't hear about him like for coach of the year ever. But like, is mm-hmm. it crazy? I I feel like Rabel for me is like a top five, six, seven coach in the league. Is that insane or? Like, can you? How many better coaches are there than Vrabel? If you look at these past three years, I don't know because he has also since he's been the coach, he's had some coordinators go off and and be head coaches and be successful. I think Lafleur was under him at the time, if I if I'm remember correctly. Right. Yeah. So he's. It sounds like everyone does really really like him, and then he's a good coach. But at the same time, I almost kind of look at him like like Zimmer. Like they're probably not going to get fired. It'll be tough to fire him, but they're also not. They don't have, for whatever reason, haven't been able to find that next step. You know, mm-hmm. when there when mm-hmm. there's opportunities, it's some. Uh, and I don't know. If, I don't think it's necessarily their coaching that doesn't get them there, but it's just for whatever reason they they don't they. You know, Belichick when when there's a situation that needs to happen, he fucking makes it happen. Whereas like with those guys, it's like they are they are really solid coaches and have a great game plan. But when it comes down to like maybe those those tough quick decisions or maybe not seeing something on the field they might not quite have it so i don't know i i hope i i, I like i do like rabel a lot too but i don't know maybe if he's in the top tier of coaches just yet i think yeah you you just made a point that changed my thinking slightly and and i'm gonna walk you down my logic here i think the thing about vrabel and zimmer both is those guys would be a plus college coaches because yeah. that that trait of getting guys to follow you and like buy in and the emotional piece of being a coach, they have it in buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to make that jump, you have to be basically a genius. Like think about mm-hmm. who's gone to the Super Bowl lately. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, also Bill Belichick, uh, <laughs> uh, Arians, and he had Brady with him. So you kind of got to tie them together. Like mm-hmm. you have to have, they have the spirit thing that also like Pete Carroll has, but <laughs> m- they're the not. Gun. Yeah, they're not like Belichick knows that he doesn't have to punt it with two minutes left because he can take delays of game. Like they, they're not mm-hmm. quite that 
it's it's between it's it's the the, the and it's the very like technical smart thing it's not like mm-hmm. you know football it's like you are a fucking genius guy and mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing that prevents them from getting over the hump or maybe this is the year that that uh, one or both of those guys figure it out i don't know i would love to play Zimmer. for variable though but i also like those really heady guys we'll see what uh we'll see what tennessee is able to do let's take a look at what the sports book says they are the 14th ranked team in terms of odds to win the Super Bowl plus 2800 you know unless you're a Tennessee fan I, I don't think you're probably uh nah. probably betting that one um, they don't love that the over under on season wins this year for Tennessee is nine games so they don't give you the half game which is a little frustrating Boo. um over nine games is minus 150 under nine games is plus 125 and if I'm forced to bet this, Seth, mm-hmm. I think they're going to go over, but I would rather bet the under um, Yeah. because I'd, I'd rather get paid. And I don't think very many things need to go wrong for them to be a losing team. I like them for 10 or 11 wins, but a single injury is going to keep them below 500. So if I'm yep. making a bet, it's probably that, even though I think they end up being pretty good. Totally agree with you on that one. I, I would go with the the under nine if I were to put put any money on it. That's this is kind of like one of those sprinkle bets. It's like they'll probably win not more than nine games, but um, if if one or two things go the wrong way for them, like you said, could easily easily win under nine, and that's a nice little sprinkle of a plus money on that one. So well, Seth and I like the under nine wins on Tennessee. I'm thinking they might be taking a step back this year, but we will see. They'll be exciting nonetheless. If you're a fan of the, our next team, you're probably taking the under on Tennessee because you're hoping that the Indianapolis Colts are going to be able to uh, to step in and become the champions of this division this year. The Colts are another one of those teams we've been saying for the last two, I think, years that this has been one of the best three or four rosters in total in the league. And the, the conversation has been, if they can get the quarterback figured out, ooh, watch out. Mm-hmm. And we're still saying that same thing because the quarterback that they went and got was Carson Wentz, who famously really struggled last year on Philadelphia. So I think probably the biggest question mark on Indy this year is how does Wentz perform? Does Was it truly just he was in a bad environment and it was impossible for him to perform? Or was it that he stinks and is a bust? Interesting that it him stinks. and Goff, one and two picks in that same draft, both are relocated yeah. uh, after underperforming both in the blue. same season. Both wearing blue. I don't know what to think of Wentz. So looking at him specifically, Seth, uh, do you, improvement or decline from his Eagles days? What are you expecting to see? I think he bounces back. Is he the MVP next year? Probably not. And that's what his his high was um, at that time uh, with the Eagles. But You know what? Uh, Sorry. I, 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 I apologize for cutting you off. But I don't... <laughs> I'm sick of people saying that he was an MVP because he fucking wasn't. <laughs> right. He, but he, like people, and the, he, like was, if you watch he was ESPN, in that discussion. He was a finalist that year. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll, they'll keep saying he played at an MVP level is like what people mm-hmm. say. And like he, he didn't win. Like no other player has ever been described that way ever. He's the only person I've ever heard people dance around saying that to. I don't know why. I just needed to express my frustration in sure. general with that um but, but i i do take your point that he had that really great season yeah, he had, until he, he tried to boats. score a touchdown against the rams and hurt himself <laughs> he had mvp boats that season so i mean he, he was at least in the conversation of being mm-hmm. the best player in the league that year so i think that's that if, if you're talking about how what his his ceiling is it's potential in the discussion for best quarterback or best player but he has that was one season and he hasn't really shown that since 
I'm more of a believer than not. I believe that the teams that he was on with the Eagles were absolute trash, and he had one of the worst offensive uh, offensive lines in the league for many years, exclude Lane Johnson. But he's going on to a team with the best, statistically the best offensive line in the league. Better run blockers than they are pass blockers, but he's going to have time to throw. His weapons... I would say are maybe a, a, a very slight upgrade. You know, he, T.Y. Hilton is towards the end of his career. Um, I really like Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and Zach Pascal. They're all really good, really solid pieces, and Michael Pittman has a chance. He's a second-round pick. He has a chance to be some a really good player. He had over 100 yards in their playoff game and really showed up for that. So potentially better weapons. He has two very very solid running backs too so he's going to be able to hand it off all day if he gets into any trouble they're going to be able to run the ball no matter what so it's not all on him at this point jonathan taylor was awesome at the end of last year marlon mack will be back this year too this complicates things for fantasy a little bit but they'll it, it's that's going to be great for that team they also have naheem hines who's a great receiving running back that defense is also very strong um mm-hmm. i i like the colts a lot i really do i think if i were to if i We'll talk about the bets here in a minute. I think I think they win this division. I think they win the division, and I think they end up with a very good record and are talked about at the end of the year as a team who maybe is a contender. I, I think they really could be a contender. I mean, they were close with Phillip Rivers last year, who was a shell of himself, and because they were close against the the Bills, weren't they? Dude, that Bills game I remember very well, and mm-hmm. they had 500 yards of offense in that game. And it was, they, it was a coaching decision at the end, wasn't it? That's what cost it. Well, part of it was I think they tried for a touchdown on fourth down at the end of the first half that they didn't get. And at the end, they had a chance. They were on like the, the Bills fit, like 45. Three, yeah. 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 At the end of the game and couldn't quite make it happen at the end. But they they had like 500 yards of offense and they had like a few red zone turnovers or something. But it was a game that. I don't know if should have won applies here, but like they they very well could have won that game. <laughs> yeah, you're you're totally right. This this roster is absolutely stuffed, and there were games <laughs> last year where any quarterback but Rivers, save for maybe like Jameis Winston, like he, he threw was picks in the worst times. Yeah, yeah. He, it was very very poorly timed interceptions. So if Wentz, who's also kind of a gunslinger, if he can keep it keep from turning it over a lot. I think you're exactly right. If he can just get it in the hands of these these young skill players that they have, and that defense is going to give them lots of good opportunities because they're fucking awesome. They didn't change much about the roster. I'm looking at their uh, free agency moves. They re-signed Marlon Mack and Xavier yeah. Rhodes. Yeah, um, Rhodes closed. Who, yeah, not he, a lot of. He uh, came back on last year. He was he was very good last year, like quietly. He he had a career resurgence. If he stays, and that's always been the thing. I mean, I've, how many times have I told you? There's at least once a game where you see fucking number twenty nine on the sideline, so yep. holding something. So I think uh, I, if he stays healthy, that's they they have that's a shutdown cornerback. That defense could be really really good. They very well could be. I I tend to agree with you. I, if I can make the assumption that let's say let's say Carson Wentz is like the thirteenth best quarterback statistically Mm -hmm. this year I think that gets them two playoff wins um if he's better than that if he's like the eighth best quarterback you know maybe it's them and the Chiefs in the conference championship like I think that could happen or more accurately them and the Chargers in the NFC championship um (laughs) or AFC AFC championship uh (laughs) they they do add some key pieces actually they get an A from NFL.com on on their draft day one 
defensive end Quiddy Payne. Um, He's from really Michigan. good. They got another D end from Vanderbilt. Uh, they got a tight end, a safety, backup quarterback. So I, I guess people are liking this draft. They got uh, a A grade on day one, B plus, day two, C plus, day three. So it seems like they're making the right moves. Their general manager is one of the fucking greats. Chris Ballard, Ballard. is the guy. Yep, he's awesome. Yeah, actually, actually, when I googled him, it says NFL.com ranks him as the number one GM in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he's very he's good. A total stud. Got Wentz, I think, on a a good deal for the Colts. Yeah, and they are primed to really, you know, give it a good run. They also were a second place team last year, so they don't have to play the first place schedule. So right. they could be they could win a lot of games, which I think is a good time to shift over to their over under. Oh, I know exactly where this is going. Over under for Colts regular season wins, 9.5. So the over 9.5, if they win 10 games, that's at minus 150. They go under 9.5, that's plus 125. I know the odds aren't quite as good, but I like the over here, Seth. I feel pretty confident that this team is winning like 12 games. Yeah, I like, I mean, I definitely, I I think this is, I think the over is a lock, but I probably wouldn't just, I wouldn't bet this because the minus 150 isn't great value for that Mm -hmm. because I think that uh, I think Vegas and the odds makers also agree that's probably the most likely scenario and so they're kind of hedging it there with the minus 150 maybe if there's some sort of news that comes out or an injury or something maybe that line changes I think that team's deep enough minus an injury to like Carson Wentz and maybe TY I think I think that team is good enough for pretty much anywhere else where they could still win at least 10 games Mm mm-hmm and their division, we're going to get to the bottom half yeah. of this division, and there's a big gap between what we've yeah. talked about and what we're about to talk about. So you could, I mean, there's three or four wins in the bag. Um, I do like, and though. And second-place schedule when they go out of division, so. Their Super Bowl odds, though, I actually, yeah. I think they're a team that, I, there's enough, there's pieces there. If Like you said, if Carson Wentz plays just good enough and maybe even exceeds his expectations, that team, I think they could be a contender. But they're plus 2,500. Which again, sprinkle a little bit of money, five, ten bucks on it, and they end up winning. That's that's decent little money that you get for for that one. I think they're a team that has a real shot at it. So yeah, I've got twenty, I've got plus twenty four hundred on FanDuel Sportsbook, but the point remains the same. I actually was thinking this too. I'm glad we're on the same page yet again. This is you talk about the relationship between how actually likely is this to happen and how much odds can I get? You know, you look at we talked about Tampa last week at plus six fifty. I'm not going to put that much on Tampa to win the Super Bowl because that's not that great of a return. But the Colts at 2,400, there's a pretty reasonable chance. You know, I give them like a, if they're a top five team in the AFC, you know, that's like a one in three chance of getting to the second round. That's a one in eight chance of getting to the conference championship. So mm-hmm. I, I like at plus 2,400, especially if you're a Colts fan, put a couple hundred bucks on that. You might win five grand. Like I, I like that one for sure. Yep. They're also plus 110 for the division. Which I think I think they could pretty easily win the division, and then plus thirteen hundred for the AFC championship. So I think I mean anywhere you go, you're getting plus money for them. Um, and if you really think they're going to win the Super Bowl or at least have a shot to go there, I think there's other values you can get out of that too. Vegas does agree with you. They are the favorite in the AFC South. We we like the Colts. Again, it's not going to shock anyone to to hear us say. Carson Wentz appears to be the deciding factor here. So we'll see what he does. But we think this is a team that could make its way into the Super Bowl conversation if he starts playing well and if they uh, continue to stay healthy because this roster is fucking awesome. So we like the over. Uh, we like the Super Bowl bet actually here. So you might make some cash off the Colts this season. Show me the money! 
one of the reasons we feel confident in saying so is that they play in the same division as the Houston Texans. I can't think of much good to say about the Texans. We, we covered yeah. a couple of weeks ago that uh, Deshaun Watson is, we don't think he will play. Uh, maybe he will. He's dealing with some off-the-field legal uh, issues that are very ugly. They've got Tyrod Taylor in behind him. So, you know, I guess it's another, opportunity for, another opportunity for Tyrod to uh, get some starting starting reps on a shit team. So we'll see what he's able to do if he does become the starter. What's funny about the Houston, like I'm looking at their offensive depth chart right now. Listen to all the names that you will recognize, but I don't <laughs> think inspire a lot of confidence. David Johnson, you know who that is. Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, yeah. Brandon Cooks. Dante Moncrief, Randall Cobb, Kiki oh Kuti, Laramie Tunsil. Like, you know he's half good. of this offense. Tunsil's good. Yeah, yeah, um, he's very good. He needs to get out of there. <laughs> but I think, too, I think the reason I know so many people on these is they're all, like, if you're a fantasy player, they're all flex players. None, none of them is they're, a number one. They're all players who were, who were, like, first or second round picks a couple of years ago, like five years ago, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel the need to be even remotely optimistic, but like, yeah. there's some talent here, but I their defense, the opposite is true for them. You can't, I can't name a single player on this they defense. They lost their best um, player, J.J. Watt, yeah. who was 30-whatever and, you know, got out of there. I agree They lost the best player uh, off of a bad defense. Like, it's hard right. to be optimistic when that's the case. Yeah, I, I, we can be quick on them, but they're going to be terrible. They're going to be really, really bad. Laramie Tunsil is fantastic, but... He probably should get the hell out of there as fast as he can. They're going to have to run to the left side every single play when they do run. They might as well do a wild wildcat or have both Ingram and uh, Johnson back there. David Johnson was bad last year anyway. Mark Ingram actually still played pretty well, but he was getting hurt and older and stuff. So he's past his prime, I think. Brandon Cooks is still young, and like I think he's good. He's, he's very solid at, at best. There's some times where he can be a fantastic player, but... I like Tyrod Taylor too, but he's he. I think that experiment has finally failed. <laughs> you know, like this this is his last shot, but like that experiment, I think it's been proven at this point. Unfortunately, and again, I like him, but unfortunately, he's not he's not a, he's not a guy. Yeah, they're gonna be terrible. They're gonna be very bad. I agree. I missed Philip Lindsay, who's actually a nice player from uh, yeah. Denver. They acquired yeah. him. So an interesting running back room to say, to to be sure. If you're a Houston fan, I think the names give you optimism. I'm in agreement Oof. with you. This team this team sucks. Also, they they're coaching like all of their hires were seemed dumb. Insane. They got the they got the passing coordinator from Baltimore, David Coley. He's their head coach. The <laughs> passing coordinator on the team that passed the least in the league. I don't know why that's I don't know why that's a head coaching candidate. Um <laughs> They did get Lovey Smith to uh, coach the what? defense. Who wow, I love. I didn't Lovey's know back. this. I just found this out. I am a big, big Lovey oh, Smith fan because he was formerly no. he was a defensive coordinator on the Rams when they went all the way. So I again, it's name recognition, but it doesn't give me confidence. Like there was a reason Man. Lovey Smith was out of the league. He's really excited about coming back to the NFL, and now it's like because I think he's had relative success um, in college, but mm-hmm. he was he was probably pro- he's probably the best job offer he's gotten in terms of the NFL, and now he's going to have to coach the worst defense in the league. I am afraid so. I don't think we need to spend any more time on Houston. Do you, Would you agree? Uh, just the just the, the um, odds. Oh, yeah, let's look, at the, let's look at the bets. Um, it's, one, it's one I like here. I think the only thing we can look at here is wins. 
Um, yeah, you're not betting these idiots to win the Super Bowl. And le- if you no. want to bet that, just light your money on fire or mail it to me and I'll light it on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, four wins. Over over four wins is going to be minus 125. Under four wins is plus 105. Don't forget they got 17 chances uh, yep. to get that fifth win. I'm probably not betting this at the way I, I look at it. Do you do you like them to get the over even at minus 125? Not over. I like the under. You like the under? I like, okay. I like the under at plus 105. I don't think I I don't I don't know if they win two games this year. I think they'll be that bad. I have no reason to disagree with you. My the only the only reason I think they might go over is because you know blind squirrels still tend to find nuts. I don't know if they're going to be able to find five of them though. <laughs> so the under is plus 105. It's a small target to hit, but if any team can, it's this one. Is yep. is this is this the worst team in the league? Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt, I agree. yes. What if Watson played? How much does that change? Do you like the over of four, even though they... I mean, they're still going to be trash, I, right? I would like the whatever they still set the under at after, because they would probably give three games, I would bet. Mm-hmm. They would probably add three games to it, so it would probably be over under seven, and if they kept it at the plus 105 for the under, I would bet it. Well, there you have it. Uh, keep an eye out on whether Sean Watson is coming in. If you're going to bet the over, do it now because uh, it'll go up if we find out Watson's playing. So mm-hmm. there's your uh, there's your your money advice on that one. Bet on these guys to lose because they're going to fucking stink. Show me the money! An interesting team. Last year's fourth place finishers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were the league's buttocks last year. <laughs> Had the number one overall pick, and they choose. Trevor Lawrence, who has been, we've known he was going to be the number one pick for five fucking years now, gets a national title at Clemson. They also bring in his partner in crime, Travis Etienne. Let's talk first, though, about Lawrence, Seth. I don't watch a lot of college tape, so I I hear all of the, this guy's the best quarterback since Andrew Luck or Elway talk. Are you Mm -hmm. a buyer? And even if you are, is it possible to make Jacksonville a contender? Like, if Lawrence is who they say he is, is this a team that if not this year, then in the next, say, three seasons, is a playoff team? I could say the, the three seasons thing, potentially. I think him and then also Urban Meyer coming in there, I think that's very mm-hmm. interesting. I think he's the coach that is perfect for this situation, and I'm, I'm not a huge Urban Meyer fan, but I think this position, th- this spot that he's in right now with Lawrence, who has been the biggest college star in a long time, I, th- I think I think this is a very very interesting and probably a conducive spot for success for for Lawrence if he's the real deal. I I like you haven't seen a ton of of footage of him. What I have seen, it all just looks. He it reminds me almost of like Manning, where it's just like it might not be the prettiest throwing motion. It might not be the pr- prettiest ball in the world, but he, it just looks overall. It just looks like he's natural out there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's a little bit he's a little bit more of an athlete than I think people give him credit for. He's a big dude like Manning was, but he's also faster than Manning. So I I think I think that's going to be interesting to see how he plays. I think he's a bit he is a little bit more of a gunslinger too, but I don't know. He just looks natural. When I saw like Joe Burrow last year, to me like seeing him throw the ball. Sorry, two years ago in college when he was coming into the NFL, seeing him throw a ball, it just looked it just looked like exciting. Like every play that he had at LSU was like it, it was a it, it just like the ball was a perfectly delivered ball and it was like an exciting deep ball you know like he, he was an exciting player whereas Lawrence isn't to me when I see him like an exciting dude he looks like a nerd you know um <laughs> yeah so I don't know uh his his play though again he's he's been extremely successful so 
I think it ultimately I think it translates. It typically when they have these these type of guys for the most part, like Luck was awesome until he retired. There's these type of guys where they, when every college analyst agrees upon it, I think more likely than not he's going to be great. So or at least very very good. So I'm interested to see what happens with with, with Lawrence. I think I'm again assuming he's even if he's not you know God. If he's a middle of the, if he plays as well as Burrow, I think I like that mm-hmm. comp. Um, if he yeah. plays as well as Burrow did last season, I actually kind of like Jacksonville. Uh, look around the offense, right? Um, we talked about mm-hmm. ETN who comes in. We're going to talk about the running back uh, room in a second. That'll be the next question I ask you. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got ETN, James Robertson, Robinson, and Carlos Hyde they just added. And mm-hmm. then DJ Chark Jr., they add Marvin Jones Jr. Um, mm-hmm. and Philip Dorsett as, as well as LaVisca Chenault who kind of popped last year. Yeah, um, Laquan good. Treadwell, I, I forgot about that guy, but he's out there. Um, he's awful. They, at tight end, they add Tim Tebow, which uh, let's talk more about him in a second too. But they made quite a bit of moves, and they they add some guys on defense as well. Their draft, obviously, you know, the, the ETN pick comes at the end of the second or end of the first round. Uh, they get a Georgia corner in the second and an offensive tackle from Stanford as well in the second round. So they're getting an A- minus from NFL.com on their draft. So to your point about Urban Meyer, this is a young-ass team. And mm-hmm. so if he's able to galvanize them, I'm not saying this is a playoff team, but I, I expect them to do better than last year, which isn't tough. Yeah. They, you know, they just have to win two games. I think, I think Lawrence, for going to the team that had the number one pick, I think he's as well positioned as anyone I can remember has been, maybe since Luck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah, you're the number Luck one pick, you're going, the last one. Yeah, you're going to the worst team, but these guys actually have, they have some players on this roster. Yeah. So reason for optimism on Jacksonville. Uh, Seth, you don't like the Travis Etienne pick in round no. one. Tell him why. You, James Robinson was awesome last year on a team mm-hmm. that only had a running back and he was it and had a terrible offensive line and still doesn't have a great one. I don't, you could have picked with that other pick, um, another receiver. Cause like, I like DJ Chark, but he wasn't great last year. Um, he's, he's not, you know, number one receiver. LaVisca Chenault is exciting and a, a fun playmaker, but he's not a number one wide receiver. Marvin Jones Jr., older, deep, deep threat guy, but not a number one wide receiver. They need someone that Lawrence can throw to. And that ETN is that, and they played in college together. He's more of a receiving back. They, they're apparently really great friends. So I get it. I understand the thought process of like, how do we make the number one overall pick and the best talent in a generation, blah, blah, blah. How do we make him as most comfortable as possible? Okay, we have his best friend sitting next to him. I get that. But at the very least, then get rid of Robbins. Like, find someone to trade. He is, he costs nothing. And whatever, he was an undrafted free agent. Whatever you get back for him is like free money at that Mm -hmm. point. So it's like, why... Why do both? It doesn't make a ton of sense. And you probably, they also, they, they overdrafted ETN. They could have gotten ETN potentially in the second round or I don't know. They, I don't love it. I, I like ETN as a player a lot, but in terms of that, that decision that, that, that team made, I think Robinson is as solid as any running back that you can find right now for how much, how little they're paying him. I don't know. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I tend to agree with you. I think there's other places. I, I can't see a reason in today's NFL to draft a running back in the first round at all. Yeah. If they made a clone of Bo Jackson, I still don't know that I'd fucking draft him in the first <laughs> round. Like, right. We've seen it time and time and time and time again. Like The second you're paying a running back more than he's worth, he'll go down instantly. It's like they have yep. a sensor for it. 
So <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with you. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. This is a, an experiment big time in Jacksonville. Yep. Another part of the experiment is adding Tim Tebow, who's been playing <laughs> baseball for a few years. Friends with Urban Meyer, actually, because of his time, decided he wanted to wear Aaron Hernandez's uh, number. Yeah, they're neighbors. There was a lot of talk around the Tebow pick. I hate it. Uh, I won't elaborate too much, but it feels like fucking like nepotism. And I know that this shit happens, but I hated the pick. I don't know what he adds to this team other than cameras. And I don't know why, I, if you're Jacksonville, you want cameras there. Do you dif- are you are you different on this, or, or do you hate it as much as I do? I think it makes sense for what you just mentioned, cameras. But there, the cameras were going to be there regardless. They were going to they had the number one pick, and they have mm-hmm. they were same thing with Andrew Luck. You know, he, they had the number one pick, not a big market team in Indianapolis, but the cameras were there because they drafted this generational guy. Well, he's been hyped up since he was in high school with Andrew Luck. Same thing, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. He has been hyped up since he was in high school. They were going to have cameras there, especially with Urban Meyer, too. Where do the cameras go instead? Where does the news go instead? Tim Tebow. And yes, is there better tight ends that are, that are free agents right now? Absolutely 100, 1,000%. But... The reason he is there is to distract from what could be developing this quarterback into the best, potentially the best quarterback in the league someday. You know, rookie years can be really tough, especially when you have that much weight like he's always had. And he's, no matter what, he's not going to have, he's had success. He's barely lost, he's probably lost like five games in his life, you know. So he's going to go to Jacksonville and probably double his his amount of losses in 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 his life in one season but when it with this Tebow thing like he needs they, they need to distract distract a little bit from him uh to take the pressure off I have not had it put to me that way you move the dial for me a little bit <laughs> you, you did you did alter my opinion on this I because I think also just as a mentor like directly to him you know mm-hmm, he was a too. highly scrutinized quarterback for different reasons obviously so maybe I hate that a little bit less. I think you could have done it by making him some sort of team consultant or quarterback coach yeah. or some sort of, you know, you didn't have to put him in a fucking, in a roster spot. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what the Tim Tebow effect ends up being. Maybe they're going to Taysom Hill him and make him into a terrible quarterback and decent tight end and everyone will be watching him. <laughs> I don't know. Keep your eyes out for, for Jacksonville. Urban Meyer coming in again, getting into the experimentation. I think he's going to bring that college style of coaching and we'll see. Yep. I don't expect it to be highly successful, I will say. You may see a pop early on. I think it's the team that's going to have a lot of spirit. I just, I, I like Urban Meyer as a coach. I, I don't know if, unless he's changing his style to account for the game, I don't know it's going to work out super well. I don't know that he needs to win 12 games. If he wins six, I think it's a success. But I don't think that this is the, like, the new Reed and Mahomes. And I don't know yeah. who does think that, maybe besides people who live in Jacksonville. But I, I, I don't see Meyer coaching Lawrence for, like, five seasons. Like, I see this two or three, and he's gone, and they'll get a new guy. That's kind of my prediction yeah. for Urban Meyer's career here. I could see that just because he, that's his history a bit, um, as he's mm-hmm. a little bit flaky with coaching. Not, I don't. I think. I think they could definitely have success together, though. Um, and I think, I like I said, I, I don't think there's a better coach for him to start off with in his NFL career, at least to at least get him over that like college to pro transition. I, I think. I think that's going to be important to have Urban Meyer. Maybe you know, maybe if he had Dabo Sweeney, who there was rumors that he might come up to the NFL. But I think. I think Urban Meyer is probably the perfect coach, at least for him these first couple of years to get him in the NFL. Maybe similar to like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. You know. It's true. It is not not dissimilar from that. We will see. Let's see if Meyer and Lawrence 
can get the Jaguars over six and a half wins. Uh, that's minus 110. It's also minus 10 at under six and a half wins. Vegas doesn't seem to know what to, what did I say? You said minus 10. Oh yeah, my, minus yeah. 110 uh, on yep. the under as well. Vegas doesn't know what to do with these guys. I really don't either. Six and a half seems like right to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are you taking flyer on the over and, and you like Lawrence here? Or what do you what do you think, Seth? Or are you just not betting this one? I probably won't wouldn't bet this, but if I were to do one, I, I like the I like them getting seven wins. I think that would be it though. Uh, I think that would be the I think seven is maybe the seven or eight is probably the ceiling um, mm-hmm. for this team. But be sweating it out in week eighteen while they're, yep, that, they're playing again their game against Houston. <laughs> yep. It would probably be one of those things where maybe they come out of the season like start off like hot, like go three and zero or something. I, I don't know who they play. But then uh then all of a sudden like you're they're looking good and then just kinda hit a wall and like win four more games throughout the season like you said like week week 18 they finally get that seventh win and hit the over they'll be uh they'll be interesting i think there's room for this team to make a jump for i don't yeah. know why i can't really tell you an x's and o reasons why I, I don't know that this is gonna go as well as jacksonville hopes I, I couldn't exactly tell you why it's just a feeling i have maybe i'm just hoping but they do play in la so there's a chance that uh, i'll get to watch lawrence in year one so we'll see we'll see on jacksonville as we start to wrap here, Seth, I think you already made your pick for the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in agreement with you that the Colts will win. I'm going to say give me Tennessee and Jacksonville before Houston. Would you agree or change that yeah. at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would go um, go in the order Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. Uh, if you're betting this one, we, d- we did like Indianapolis to win the division. And it's tough money, but um, we do kind of like the over if we have to pick on Jacksonville. All righty. Well, that is the AFC South. Uh, we'll be back next week with another division, and that's going to wrap up our bathroom talk for the week. Sitting on the toilet. Now flush. All righty. Let's hit him with one more thing and get him out of here. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. My one more thing is I am going to quote something I said earlier. Uh, in the day to someone else. Is there a team that has more just fucking coolness and swag than the Rams? I think not. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the Rams are literally rewriting the uniform rules so that they can get a new alternative uniform every year. They have like six options now. And the newest one is a throwback um, to the, the Super Bowl 34 champs. If you haven't seen these, do a quick Google for the new Rams uniforms. I think they're sick as fuck. And I just, I like, I like that my team is the coolest in the league. They got the coolest stadium. They got the coolest coach. They got the coolest uniforms. They got the best player in the league. They got mm. Matt Stafford's going to win the MVP. Just, um, you know, I had figured I'd slip in this chance to uh, remind everyone that the Rams are going all the way. Well, I mean, since you're so confident about the Rams, uh, I, I want to bring up how confident are you in this uh, Kurt, Warner, Kurt, Kurt Warner biopic after seeing some of the early stills from that? I haven't seen any footage. I know I'm going to watch the shit, but there's a chance it ends up super corny. Is it? Does it look really corny? Do you know it looks extremely corny? Have you seen who's playing Kurt Warner? No. Is it someone I would know? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, uh, it's someone who you love, actually. If you tell it's me Tom Cruise good. is playing Kurt Warner, I'm gonna shit in my no. pants. No, it's not quite him. It's uh, Shazam and Chuck himself, Zachary Levi. Really? He does not. It, it does not look anything like Kurt Warner. He's fucking bigger than Kurt Warner, for one. It looks fucking corny. The the uniforms look terrible. Some of the stuff of him throwing the ball, like there's been some like videos of him throwing the ball, and it does not look great. Oh, wow. 
There was, I just saw a photo of him throwing it and it looks bad. It's this one here. Yeah, that looks bad. It just looks like you photoshopped his head on, on uh, yeah. Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's a shame. Who knows? Maybe it'll be good. I, I like Zachary Levi. I don't think he's probably a football player, but I do too. But yeah, he's he's a huge fucking nerd in real life. Like he doesn't he doesn't move like he he doesn't look like an athlete to me at all. I I, I will watch it as well because there's going to be a fair amount of Iowa and probably Cedar Rapids in it. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe Levi will uh, Zachary Levi will come over Cedar Rapids and then, then I'll change my tune if I run into him downtown or something. But uh, it does not look good. The other reason I don't love. I don't, I'm not high, super high hopes, is this comes out this December, and we only heard about it this week. Like, I never even knew it was in, in production. Um, they've also got Adam Baldwin, who's from Chuck, as well. He's in this. So what? It's good to see that. No. Yeah. Also, Dennis Quaid, who I wonder if he's maybe oh. playing the coach. He might be playing Dick Vermeil. Yeah, he is playing Coach Vermeil. Yeah, I'm watching this, but I think it's going to stink. I guess it's that's It's going to be terrible. Yeah. So, the Rams, and this is going to curse the Rams season, I think. Stafford's going to underwhelm. The only person who will play play pretty well in the Rams is going to be Cam Akers when I draft him, but that's about it. I uh, don't like where you're going with that. I would also remind folks that all oh, the movie is going to take place during the St. Louis Rams years. That was a far less swaggy Rams team. Even though they won the Super Bowl, the, the swag is new. That, that's all L.A.-based. So mm, Sure. Um, the Rams are cool as fuck. The Cor- Kurt Warner movie looks like it might be corny as fuck. Uh, and that's what we got for one more thing this week. But I'm down to one Thing. Appreciate y'all joining us again, talking through the AFC South this week. Uh, what division we got coming up next week, Seth? Who we got? I have no clue. We had we talked. Want to go to the East? <laughs> NFC East, maybe. Um, sure, why not? All right, NFC East coming up next week. Uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys probably quite a bit, probably less about the Eagles. And yeah, come on back for that one. We're gonna work our way through all eight divisions en route to the season opener. Don't forget to hit the link in the description box. Get out there to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Check out everything out there on the site, and you might win uh, some movie tickets or or something else. Who knows? Let us know in the comments who your Super Bowl picks are and whether or not you want to join a fantasy league. Um, we'll have more information coming up on some other games and things that you'll be able to play with us. We're also working on a way to track some side bets. Uh, Seth and I are going to be making some kind of prop, prop bet type things over the course of the year, so we're working on a page for the website to add that as well. So lots more coming. So better get over there and uh, join that mailing list so you don't miss any of the new stuff. That is going to wrap up Gridiron Grunts for the week. Uh, We hope you start getting toward your weekend. Make sure you come back here on Friday for the Entertainment Outhouse. We're going to be talking Black Widow, among other things. But for now, we are all done here. Uh, For my partner in crime here, Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael, and we'll see you next time. Bye.